Open fire. Now that I have your attention. Welcome to the Chase Ascendancy Podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Chase Ascendancy. Oh, it took you a while to wind up there. I just we wanted to a, get the car sales we have uh, a commercial guest. voice going on. <laughs> a uh, Not really a guest, but uh, Samuel was able to hop on tonight. So that's a, a treat. Mm. Uh, it's a real a, treat. A, it's a real treat, governor. And now we know why he's been so busy. He's on Tatooine. I'm on Tatooine, boy. Or uh, as Boba Fett calls it, Tatooine. Tatooine. So um, very cool. Well, this is our uh, this is our weekly. Uh, I guess you could call this our weekly breakdown review of the book of Boba Fett. Uh, yes. This is chapter three, the streets of Mos Espa. <laughs> the streets. The streets. Um, so I love that uh, commercial. Yeah, classic. Like top three all time commercials for me. Honestly, I think it's hilarious. Yeah, the the commercials have gone downhill. Yeah, I feel like it's all just cultural appropriation now. It's just whatever people are excited or upset about, and they put it in a commercial versus humor, which brings us all together. But that's not here nor there. Uh, so if you are a fan of the show, then you know how this goes. We're going to give our more spoiler-free um, just overall thoughts, and then we jump into spoilers. But uh, we kind of made this, we kind of thought up this formula when The Mandalorian was coming out on Fridays. So really, by the time these air, it's been three or four days. So there's not really that much of a of a need to stay too free of spoilers. Yeah, um, it's but, been since Wednesday. Yeah, it came so out it's Thursday, Friday. Friday. Today, today's we're recording as a Friday night, uh, depending how quickly I'm able to get this uploaded. Um, Saturday, basically. maybe it's maybe Saturday morning, something now. like that. So. Yeah. Um, the streets of Mos Espa, it is following up one of the greatest Star Wars TV episodes of all time. So the bar was set really high and I feel like, um, not that it was set up for failure, but it's really hard to have, uh, you know, imagine you saw Luke Skywalker at the end of Mandalorian season two, Mandalorian season three has its work cut out for it sort of thing. The difference is you're going to have over a year to digest and yeah you see what i mean yeah no for sure so um okay so all right before we get into um so from the from the formula we had before i switched it up just a little bit because the last couple of weeks i've been finding myself asking people to rate it early even though the rating was four on our list before (laughs) um so the list now goes overall thoughts and then rate it standout moment new characters and what's next so the rating is pretty set uh, pretty pretty quick after that so mm-hmm. give us your spoiler free th- uh, thoughts and then give us a rating i sorry if that's gross i just put on chapstick in front of the world um i loved it i really enjoyed it uh it was kind of one of those things i think you and i were talking about it and it's um like where the coolest thing is, isn't even the best part yeah. um like for i don't know dude it's really hard to talk about this without spoiling it because everything you just want to talk about it so get okay i would say walk me through some of your emotions and you don't have to point out specifics but early on the episode i felt this then i felt this but by the end i felt this rate it and then we'll jump into spoilers um and i'll do the same on my end and then we'll open up the gate yeah, no, I just, I, I mean, I'm probably going to stick pretty close to what I've already said about it, you know, without getting into spoilers, just because everything that I was really excited about, you kind of have to ruin a little bit. Right. Um, but I, I loved it. It was, I thought it was cool that um, last episode, um, it kind of rounded out, you know, the major changes that we saw in Boba Fett. Like, these are the things that are like different about his, who he is as a person. Yeah. Um, and then this episode kind of more rounded out, like, you know, cutting off very definitely um, that stage of his life and things that are still transitioning into um, the things he's figuring out about his role now as the new daimyo. So um, I don't know. I felt like it was just, I never feel bored when I'm watching this show. Like yeah. it, it's constantly always drawing me in. Um, and there were just some stuff that I was just like over the moon about. 
stuff that I okay. thought was really, really cool. All right. Uh, give me a rating one to 10. <clears throat> so if I think you said one was about a seven and a half or an eight, um, and then two, what did you think of two rating wise? And what would you give this one comparatively to those two? I think two, I would rate slightly more higher just because I've got to see a bunch of stuff that I've always wanted to see about the Tuscans. It's a very mm-hmm. selfish rating system I've got going on right now, I'll be honest. Yeah, well, it's, um, your, it's your rating system. It's it gave, supposed to be selfish. It gave me more of what I wanted. So uh, I'm going to give episode two like an eight and a half. Oh, God dang. Okay. one like an eight, 75, eight. Okay. So <clears throat> I gave one somewhere between seven and a half and an eight. I gave two a 12. And uh, this one, I'll stick right around seven and a half or an eight. Yeah. I mean, I'm always I would, a little bit more conservative yeah. with my rating. Um, well, two. I'm just waiting on that perfect 10, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, the last episode mm-hmm. of Book of Boba Fett, last week's episode, mm-hmm. uh, episode two, chapter two, was the second best hour of star Wars TV I've seen besides the Mandalorian finale because of the dark trooper action and Luke Skywalker. Yeah, that was baller, but I mean, I just got to see a bunch of stuff that I've always wanted to see. You know what I mean? You had stuff that I've always wanted to know. You had train heist, you had pikes, you had unmasked pikes. Cause in solo, we only saw yeah, them with never, their helmets on. You never got to see them. Yeah. I mean, and even in, um, in clone wars, we got to see even, a little bit, but really not that much at all. Yeah. Um, well, because like, remember when they're doing when they're doing the whole um, going back and trying to figure out Sifo-Dyas and all that kind of stuff, and the mm-hmm. Pikes goes kill Tyrannus. That guy doesn't have a mask on, but but in Solo and stuff, I remember. It's funny because I should know everyone wears a mask, but uh, in Solo they have the little gog like the mask, and I was mm-hmm. like, "What the frick is this? That's not what a Pike looks like." And of course, it's a mask. Um, yeah. But anyways, uh, getting to be sworn in and danced into the Tuscan tribe, making zone gaffy stick. Yeah, that I was mean, all sick, nasty. That was those the, that feel. OK, the here's the best way I can describe it. The feeling watching episode two of the book of Boba Fett is the feeling I get when I read or listen to the Kenobi novel. It's the feeling I get when I yeah. read or listen to like some of those like the uh when i read the legacy comics about darth bank or darth crate um when i was uh forced my uh for the i guess i haven't been on the show in a while i'm engaged now so i forced my fiance to watch episode two with me because she was in town yeah and um i was like hey you this means nothing to you but it's a really big deal like i recognize that everything that's happening has like no frame of reference for you but everything that's happening super big deal i was like this is like nobody does this for yeah. nobody yeah yeah i was saying last week i don't know if you got to catch the show but i was talking to uh brody from officially star wars and i told him i think the tuscans are probably a, an even more elite group to become a part of as in it never happens like right i mean because it's no like, such thing as a founding in their typical yeah, tradition no, it's like it's literally racist and like the, <laughs> right. the most conservative sense you know what i mean it's like if you're not a tuscan you're not a tuscan yeah, exactly. Um, it's kind of like, uh, in, in a weird way, like Judaism, like it's that I don't know. I've, I don't think I've ever met anybody who's a practicing like religious uh, Jew that's not like born Jewish. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. You're saying I, anyone who practiced Judaism was born for, Jewish. For the most part. Yeah. Like, I I mean, I know they're out there, but I've never personally met somebody who practices is a practicing uh, Jew that, that wasn't born Jewish. Right. So that's what you're saying. Yeah. Um, okay. So again, moving into week three. Um, okay. So my emotions, um, I, okay. So I wanted to spend more time in the present than the past this week, just because the past last week was so great. And mm-hmm. if the, if they would have done a whole, like another hour long episode, that 45 minutes of it was in the past, I wouldn't have even complained. Um, no, either. but I do want to advance the story. So I wanted to spend more time in the present and I feel like we got some of that. Um, the, okay. So the episode starts off kind of just regular, you know, mm-hmm. just trying to, he's still trying to get his feet under him as the daimyo. Um, and then quickly I was in despair in my emotions and then um 
And then the next set of emotions was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Oh, wow. That's that, that, that's really interesting. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then kind of like a, what in the world feeling for like a, a, a good last third of it. I was like, what's even happening here? Um, and so I would say I, I liked it, the things, okay. It had a very, for me, a very last Jedi feel to it where the things I didn't like, I really didn't like them, but the things that I liked, I really liked. Does that make sense? And this, then the, this week, this week, week three, yeah. and there were some things that happened that, that I didn't necessarily care for, but I understood that they moved the story. So like in my star Wars, if I'm Ryan Johnson, Luke Skywalker doesn't die in the last Jedi. That's mm-hmm. just, I don't care if that feat would kill someone else. He's not someone else. He's Luke Skywalker. Shouldn't kill right. him. Um, that sort of thing. Now I accept that that's the canon, but like, I'm just saying, yeah, so there were things that happened this week that I was like, oh, frick, but I understand and I accept it. So I would, again, I would rate it between seven and a half and an eight. Just because it wasn't it wasn't bad, but there were things that I it felt very different. The hard part about the style of Robert Rodriguez, who directed episode one and episode three, is that it's so vastly different from episode two's director. And the style of episode two is much more what I wanted from the book of Boba Fett. Mm. So, um, okay, so if you haven't seen it, go and watch it because we're about to just break it all the way down. Um, so you said that you really liked it. You mm-hmm. So you would, okay, how would you rank episodes one, two, and three so far? Favorite to least favorite? It's two, one, three. Okay, same. I think, um, but that doesn't mean I don't like three. You know what no, I mean? Like no, I just, agree. Um, I agree. It, I think it was, uh, I can't remember who it was. It was a poet that had like a weird... Um, it's like a weird first name, but uh, he was talking about how much he loved nature and he doesn't say, I didn't, I don't love man the less, but nature more. Mm. It's kind of like that. Like I, uh, I don't hate, <laughs> I don't hate episode three. I just loved episodes one and two more. Right. No, no, I, I get you. <clears throat> um, okay. Same here. I would say two, two was like my favorite, favorite thing I've seen. Like I said, since Luke Skywalker and the Mandalorian. Yeah, I would even take if if Luke did not show up in the Mandalorian season two finale, I would take episode two of Book of Boba Fett over the season finale of Mando season two. And that could just be recency bias. But anyways, um, it was Lord Byron was the poet. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, so going into spoilers, uh, I would say that. The beginning, I feel like the beginning of every episode seems kind of slow. Um, and I can't tell why. And I think one of the reasons that I that I liked this episode less is because I feel like I'm getting two different Boba Fets, like the past Fett, which is the guy we spent a lot of time with in episode two, mm-hmm. is um still has a silly like a sillier side to him he's more lovable than what boba fett was coming into the series mm-hmm. like he has more of a heart than we realized but he's still ruthless he's still cunning he still has a plan he has like all of these things right mm-hmm. and then it seems like present day fett who is five years removed from the sarlacc is almost like i don't know it seems like i i don't like the feeling of Every time anything happens, he looks at Finnick like, so now what do I do? Like, you know, like imagine you're teaching a kid and you go and buy a cabinet from Ikea or something. And you're like, okay, so you're going to grab a screw and the kid grabs a screw. And then he's like, and you're like, okay, now you want that screwdriver because it's the same head as the screw. See how there's four, four size. That's a Phillips head. So if that's what you see on the screw, that's the kind of screwdriver you want. And then he has the screw in his hand. He has a screwdriver in his hand. And then he looks at you and you go, okay, now there's kind of a pre-drilled hole because it's from Ikea. So you're going to put the screw into that hole. And then he puts it into the hole and then he looks at you and then you're like, now turn it clockwise. And he looks at you and you go clockwise is like this. And then he starts turning it. And I feel like, (laughs) I know that Boba Fett isn't a crime lord yet. I get that. Yeah. But I feel like the constant like, 
Where's the bathroom around here? Oh, we don't like that guy, huh? Like, I feel like he's just constantly referring to Finnick, who to me is you know the, lesser, kind of... the lesser of the two. Like, if they're both bounty hunters, why does she... Why does Finnick Shand understand more about the Huts than Boba Fett, who has been the right hand of Jabba the Hutt for 20 years? That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So, you know what it kind of reminds me of? I'm going to mm. make sure I'm referencing the right movie. Uh... You really going to have a reference and then you just stopped? I wanted to make sure I was referencing the right one. Anyway, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's Cinderella 2. It's possible it's Cinderella 3. Okay, but when Cinderella okay, wow. is like planning her wedding and uh, she's like, all the people are like, do you want white or off white? And she's yes, like, yes. I don't know. You know, yeah. and then they're like, you want off white? And she's like, all right, now eggshell, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that, where it's like that or like uh, a lot of princess movies today, I guess, but princess diaries. And like they're teaching Mia how to walk mm -hmm. and uh, freaking Julie Andrews is like stomping across the room like that. Yeah, yeah. She's walking like, like slunking sh around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like I that. just I <clears throat> I it's funny. I was talking to Zach Pachone today and he was saying, I know that he wants to rule with respect, but I like a little more fear. And I I assume <laughs> we're just waiting for him to get fed up <laughs> with whatever's going on. Um, but, uh, like I said, I wish that he was, I don't know. I would rather for him to rule the same way that he was a bounty hunter and mm -hmm. people have to reel him in like, Hey, that doesn't work. You, you can do that one-on-one -on -one when it's just your business, but you can't do that as a crime Lord, something yeah. like that. I don't imagine like all the books, all the comics, all the, everything. I don't see Boba Fett being like. Would you rather me freeze you in carbonite or I have a cell or I could just kill you? It's really up to you. It's mm -hmm. your choice, mate. Like he's just, yeah, I don't know. Like the, just that personality. I feel like we're getting, it feels like we're getting two wholly different shows. It doesn't feel like the flashbacks, excuse me. Like when the Mandalorian was having flashbacks, when the armor is making his armor, mm -hmm. you never feel like that feels completely different from present day Mandalorian show. I feel like sometimes they're so distant and maybe Obviously, we're in just in episode three of seven, and I don't I don't think that they're planning on a season two of the book of Boba Fett. But if they are, maybe this makes sense. I guess my fear is we're just under halfway there. Like, obviously, there's not a halfway to seven. So we're under halfway there. Next episode will be over halfway there. And if there's not going to be a season two, I feel like I my I'm watching my favorite character kind of not get the right treatment he should be getting and episode two was like yes that's exactly what i want in this show more mm -hmm. of that for five more episodes and then step th or chapter three felt like a big step back and it's weird because for just a few moments that he was in the past it was the same boba fett from chapter two and then we fast forward five years and he's kind of like dumb in a sense and i don't know i don't understand the point of that yeah it seems like maybe almost they're trying to convey like a character that's been molded by his experience in the sense that like <clears throat> in the present we have this boba fett who spent time with mando and he spent time with grogu and he's you know spent time with all these different individuals that i guess would ideally shape his personality a little bit differently you know mm -hmm. that he's uh, you know, he's got his stray rescue, uh, Fennec Shand. And, uh, I don't know, like he's also experienced more loss. You know, he was in the, he was in the Sarlacc and then, um, he lost his armor, which was, I imagine a big piece of his identity. And then he has like this new, uh, you know, pull on of identity from the Tuscan people. And he really identifies with them. He's going to be their front person. And then, you know, that whole tribe is wiped out by the, uh, which my call it's, and then the pikes no it was the um that biker gang that wiped out the tuscans yes but i i think that the the pikes <laughs> hired them to wipe them out the pikes didn't care remember the pikes were going to pay protection money to the tuscans yes but when remember when boba goes to collect their tribute and he says we've mm -hmm. already paid so and so mm -hmm. i think they already paid this other gang 
he says he doesn't care who he's just make sure that we're not paying twice. Um, right. But imagine, I think this guy, maybe the guy he was talking to didn't care, but I assume when he went back to Obadiah and they were like, yeah, tell him whatever he wants to hear and then pay the other gang that doesn't give us problems or stop the train to kill the Tuscans. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I think we're going to, I think we're going to find out. All. I think we're going to find out that the, the pikes were partially behind this wipeout of the Tuscans. Maybe not, but that's kind of the feeling I got was the guy was like, Oh, we already paid. I don't know. The pikes are double, double crossers. So it's the same thing. Like when, um, who was the guy? Uh, oh my gosh. What's that guy that was on Mandalore when Obi-Wan first gets to Mandalore in the clone wars, the guy that had the really sweet armor prime minister, Almec was like, Oh, Django Fett is not a Mandalorian. He's a barbarian. Mm-hmm. He, he was preserving his own skin. And I I see the Pikes being that same way where they're like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. That's a mix up. We already paid this other people. Go back and we'll figure it out. I'm and- not saying that's outside the Pikes character. I'm, I, But I also didn't get the impression that like they felt like that they needed to take that kind of effort. You know what I mean? Like it would have already been resolved on its own. Yeah. I mean, my thing is you have two people that are guarding the desert. You have the gang, which we assume is the same swoop bike gang that, that their symbol was on the Raiders tents. Right. And then you have the Tuscans and the swoop bike gang has never, ever, ever caused any issues for the Tusk for the, for the pikes and the Tuscans just, blew up their whole train and stole their spice and made their guys walk back to anchorhead to fly home to Obadiah and make like, I feel like they caused way more trouble. Why wouldn't we just wipe them out? And I think that they're making these two things line up because um, remember at the end when the mayor, they finally catch up to major domo and he says he's having a meeting with the pikes. Right. And Boba Fett says, is he or interesting or something along those lines? I think that, they I think they showed us both of those things in this episode on purpose because maybe he still hasn't had his comeuppance against the pikes. That's and I possible. further I further to that think that the pikes alone are not in charge of tattooing because they're too weak and, and wormy to do that. I think the pikes are the the pikes are the hand uh extended of Crimson Dawn trying to claim tattooing and spread out further in the outer rim. Say seed. I don't know. Uh, I'm just kind of working with what, like, I for sure have. But it, either way, like, we just have this Boba Fett who's experienced, you know, different types of loss, and I think it maybe has crafted him into a softer individual that's yeah. like less willing. I think. I think what they're doing is they're building up a character who has um, had to live by, kind of live and die by the sword. You know what I mean? And, and I mm-hmm. think he's. They're just shaping it to be this. Yeah, maybe who is trying to pull away from that because it only like everybody around him dies every time he tries to go that way. You know what I mean? Like it just creates more issues. So, so, uh, what was your? Did you have any moments that you like really stood out to you, good or bad? Um, I mean, there were a ton that actually stood out to me. One, we got Machete in Star Wars, which is always uh, hilarious. I think it's cool that he's the new Rancor trainer. Um, I thought it was cool to see that thing about the Rancor being like they imprint upon the first human that they, it was almost like uh Pitbull rescue, you know, when Pitbulls dude, I was like, thinking, I was thinking that exact same thing. I was like, dang, that's, kind of, that's my dog right there. Yeah. You know? And then like, I thought it was cool. He's like, I want to ride it, you know, that, he, yeah. uh, or how excited he was. Boba Fett um, is a hundred percent going to ride that thing. Oh yeah, it's gonna be sick, nasty. I hope that um, they go far enough in the future to where it stops being like a uh, like a pup. It's yeah, like a full full grown bull rancor. And we get to see it with like the tusks and everything. I've always wanted to see that live action. Oh, that would be raw. Um, yeah, I think that's really cool. I thought it was cool to, that we finally got to see Black K, uh, you know, in action. He took on like the whole castle by himself, which was pretty ballin'. If it wasn't yeah. for the rancor pip, he only ever mm. was like he got bested because he happened to be on the rancor pit and they, and mm-hmm. they pulled the button and then, uh, but dude, homeboy got stabbed by a gappy stick. He got electrocuted. He got 
uh, you know, little electro, you know, shanked or whatever yeah. by that robot arm girl. And he got a freaking throwing knife to the paw as he was hanging on to the top of the rancor cage. And he still was fresh as a daisy. Yeah, couldn't that be stopped. was pretty sick. Um, yeah, no, he was unstoppable. That was really, really cool. A couple of standout moments for me were, I guess, in chronological order. Uh, number one was seeing Black Kersantan fighting, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like Boba Fett obviously wasn't a fair fight because he was in his undies taking a bath. And, <laughs> right. uh, but Black Kersantan was just throwing him all over the place. And obviously, yeah, yeah. I'm not so, like, so much of a fan to assume that Boba Fett without all of his stuff is as strong as a freaking mad claw Wookiee. It's not even a regular Wookiee. It's a Wookiee that's so crazy and strong and violent that the other Wookiees who are pretty violent of nature (laughs) alone were like, yeah, black chrysanthemum, you probably need to go away. Um, So that was pretty sick. Um, And then of course the rancor was dope. Um, Like you said, Danny Trejo being in it was dope. Um, I just, it was, it's so interesting to me because I forget, like you get so involved, like, oh, that's not, he's not an actor. That's Machete, but mm-hmm. it was, it's cool. Cause he's, I, the, all these guys are actors. So it's cool to hear him talking star Wars terminology about the rank mm-hmm. four and their first human really imprints on them. And I yeah. thought that was really cool. Um, of like course, seeing Fabian up in the big screen. Yeah. I was kind of thinking, <laughs> I was like, dang, there's, there's Pastor Fabian on the big screen, the Machete. But, um, it was kind of cool because. Whenever Boba Fett says, I've ridden Beast 10 times this size, mm-hmm. I personally, and this I thought he said four times. No, I think he says 10 times. Hmm. But um, I, I thought about the mythosaur. Choose to believe he was either talking about, you know, a mythosaur's a reach. I thought about the mythosaur, and then I thought about the, the pink animal from the holiday special that he's going, whoosh, settle oh down. Um, that or uh, the crate dragon. Right? Something crazy. Yeah. Um, and then. The probably the biggest emotional moment for me was seeing the Tuscans wiped out and seeing how that affected Boba. And I was really sad for him and to see him taking their bodies out and burning them and to have the chieftain's gaffy stick. And then he also had the kids gaffy stick. Did you see that? Yeah. The last he had it under his yeah he had it under his little coat there yeah so that was freaking sad I did notice and maybe this is just to spare the audience but I did notice we didn't see the kid's body so maybe the kid's still out there but the one thing I I think was on purpose was we never saw the 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 woman warrior Tuscan we never saw her body I think that's on purpose I think she's survived somehow Hmm. that's what I'm hopeful for and then. I was thinking about this. Tell me, tell me what your thoughts are on this. I started to wonder and think before. Okay. So let's say this whole slaughter of the Tuscan tribe, whether it's by that one biker gang or it is the pikes hiring them or whatever. Do you think that I really started to get a sense that Boba Fett was just, that was going to be his life. Like he was, he was just going to stay out there Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like a dances with wolves sort of thing. Like you found like, new society you know what i mean yeah like avatar mm-hmm. um that was really crazy because i guess the whole time i was like okay cool this is really neat and eventually he'll tell him he has to go on a journey but seeing them die you know dead mm-hmm. it made me realize oh my gosh he was just going to live here he was just going to become a part of the tribe like for real for real forever and that was really sad yeah that made me feel like maybe maybe you know, there's not really a specific time frame. I guess it had to be pretty soon after the train thing because it was one of their first times getting tribute, I guess. But it was really sad to me because I realized maybe that's why some of the time passed between his survival and his desire to go get his armor in the Mandalorian was because he really was ready to move on from it. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what the end of the show is going to be is that Tuscan woman is still there and it's been five years. And maybe that kid that was an adolescent is like a young man now or something. And he starts, he's going to start his own Tuscan tribe with him and the two of them. And maybe the, the whole daimyo thing doesn't pan out. And it's like, maybe 
maybe Boba, the thing he's been wanting most his whole life, his family ever since his dad died, especially. And at the end of the day, he doesn't need to be in charge of a whole crime syndicate. Maybe he's yeah. going to come to to terms with himself and realize like, what, what am I even, cause I've, I've thought about this too, seeing him once I saw him with his Tuscan family and stuff, I started to ask myself like in the current time frame, other than the fact that this is all he knows how to do. Why is he even doing this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, and it's like, it seems to have made him a little bit more like wistful. I mean, we don't really have any baseline for what his struggle was internally, as far as like the loss of his dad, you know, pre book of Boba Fett or at least pre mid timeline, but it seems to have troubled him quite a bit because he's spending a lot of time in the back to tank and we haven't seen like a life altering physical event unless he's still like healing from the scars he got um, in the Sarlacc. Yeah. But it seems like his brush with like nearly having a family really made him a lot more reflective about, Mm. you know, the loss of his dad. Cause a lot of the episodes have been starting like, him in the back to tank thinking about the loss of Django, you know, and having that flashback with, you know, kid Boba Fett watching slave one leave uh, Camino, you know, yeah, we've seen that same shot two or three times where he's laying down and slave one's taking off and he's like longing and kind of lonesome looking at, you know, through the glass. Don't know how much time has passed. Yeah. Oh, I know. Was that a fear? Anyways. Um, so not really any specific new characters from week two to week three. Well, Except yeah, the there is. So you got the Rancor and then you've got the, uh, the power Ranger Vespa gang. What was your, uh, this is the big <laughs> topic. One, of, dude. This was I the big one. topic of debate out of this week's episode by far. What are your thoughts on the henchmen of Boba Fett that we're getting? <laughs> Do you know what, <laughs> you know what their bikes remind me of? Like in comparison to the swoop bike gang, I think about American Chopper where uh Polly Senior and Polly Jr. riding on their choppers and they've got like the other brother that like wants to paint and he's on the Oh like, a Vespa. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it freaking makes me think of, dude. Uh I'm like, where'd they get a space vest, but bro, where do I pick one up? It's funny. I want yeah, one that cosmic orange, you know. You know what I think? I think that it's like the, the Adam cats from Fallout, man. The uh the thing that really stands out is their cleanliness in their color amongst Tatooine mm-hmm. because everybody else's stuff looks like a dusty rusty old butthole and <laughs> these guys have like the freshest Mario Kart cars and all of like you know, how often human are you history. painting that thing you know what I mean like and they can't afford water but they can afford a brand new Vespa <laughs> Um. so okay and I get that like a bottle of water was like 1300 credits or something obscene um i like how many uh involvements that one actor has with like protecting water um because if you don't know he's the voice of the squirrel banker from rango who's in charge of like the whole town's water supply you know who that's also the guy that's we can play dodgeball yeah (laughs) (laughs) i freaking love that actor um you know what was strange to me was okay tell me tell me if uh you feel similar so I get that it looks kind of goofy with the brand new looking, uh, you know, scooters and stuff going down the <laughs> street and all that. I personally think one, the act, the, the cybernetic eye guy, I don't know if it's because it's a high top fade and it not a high top fade, but like a nice clean fade. And that's not really a star Wars haircut or what, I don't know what it is, but to me personally, even with the, Go Go Power Rangers color assortment and their cipher from Bible Man Eye <laughs> attachment. Uh, <laughs> um, even if those things were all there, I think if the speed of the chase is not so clunky, it did. It's look. not as noticeable to to see those. Does that make sense? Yeah. It felt like okay. This is a this it is seemed a deep, really this is low a, speed. This I'm is a deep lie. cut for all of the. Uh, churchgoer people who are listening out there but what it felt like was okay i've already got the colors that were already kind of an annoyance like why are these colors here i get that whatever it, it's it's star wars so some things things just don't make sense and you're like woohoo george lucas but it felt like in two episodes of um of veggie tales right the one where madam blueberry's house is crashing and 
Larry can't get a cart, so he's just scooting along in a handbasket from Stub Mart, and that's how he's getting down the road. <laughs> and then two, it felt oh, like the so time that it's, I think it's Larry Boy in the rumor weed, and everything's going super fast-paced, and Alfred's on his moped. <laughs> and by the time he gets into town, the rumor weed's been defeated or whatever. Oh my that's God. what it that's felt really like. Funny. It, it felt it felt like it did. So the speeder looked fast. It looked like it was crashing through things. Number two, why is there an oil painting of Jabba the Hutt? Who's purchasing that? And like, again, it's a shout out to the Ralph McQuarrie artwork for Return of the Jedi. But what, really like, though. imagine you're in Nazi Germany and it's 1947 and World War II has been over for two years and there's a speed chase happening and someone drives through a picture of Adolf Hitler. It makes zero sense. Like what person out there was like, I don't, I can't do a very good German accent, but they're like, Oh yeah. 1947 time to put up my big old life-size painting of Hitler in the house. Like I don't know. to be fair, we still have Jabba, a lot of people with like, I mean, I'm not saying Trump is Hitler, but he's not president anymore. Yeah. And people still like Trump flags up. So there gotta be some Java fanboys somewhere out there. Moses, but like yeah, he wasn't, I, he, you know, like they keep talking about how there was like more order and like, you know, the shops weren't getting, you know, robbed as regularly. So I don't know. I think it's kind of like the Israelites leaving Egypt. They're like, well, we, at least we had bread in Egypt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's true. Maybe wasn't getting robbed under Java. You, you hear a lot of times like, uh, um, El Chapo and some of those characters, you mm-hmm. hear about the locals being like, yeah, he gave my mom a house. So maybe that's yeah. what it was is, if Tatooine yeah. thrived, he thrived. So <clears throat> that makes sense. But um, I think if you even speed up that chase, I complain less about the colors of the bikes. <laughs> but obviously that was the clunky part of the show that was kind of meh. That it seemed like the they were very down. married to practical effects, like even the way the like it was very vintage the way that um bantha was moving you know just kind of toddling along and had the very cartoony looking you know ram horns yeah um so it, i think they were trying i've never to complained about of, a bantha in my life i think they're just trying to stay true to like the feel of like the original trilogy especially since so much that it's on tatooine um but yeah so what are your thoughts on um <clears throat> I guess another thing is Tamura Morrison before the show aired was like, yeah, we're going to get some colorful characters in there. I can't really get into specifics. I hope that I hope he wasn't talking about those. Bikes. The marker, the marker <laughs> starter pack variety Vespas is not the colorful characters he was talking about. Oh, that's really funny. Um, but you have people like Robert Rodriguez, the guy who's directing both of these episodes. And I think he's doing at least two more. Um, he said, I know I can hype it up because it over delivers. I don't have to be nervous about it. I can hype it up as much as I want because it over delivers. And then another quote was it's all killer, no filler. And so I Mind went racer, no chaser. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You <laughs> mud crutch. Well, and uh, I Joe went Schreiber. in um, Drew Carpishan's the big fan of mud crutch. Well, yeah. Film. Yeah. No maggot is uh Joe Schreiber. Yeah. 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 Um, but it was interesting because. I guess I watched episodes, I guess six of Mandalorian season two, where Boba Fett comes back and is like, just killing people left and right. Mm -hmm. Which again is a week before the Boba Fett that doesn't know (laughs) which sign on the wall is a men's or women's restroom in Jabba's (laughs) palace. Speaking of, I uh, almost walked into a women's restroom for like the second time in like a month. Why would happen? Uh, I wasn't paying attention this most recent time. I accidentally walked into the women's room at the, um, at the ski resort I was at in Utah. And I was like in my email trying to figure something out. And uh, I looked up and there was a woman washing her hands and she like looks right at me. And I looked around and I said, sorry. And I walked out and she started like dying laughing. The other time I didn't get caught, but it was dicier because I full on pooped in there. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, it was at the Tulsa airport. I was flying to San Antonio, I guess. And uh, I, I was in the bathroom and I remember being on the toilet and uh, 
And I'll tell you what, apparently women just like rip into those toilets. Cause I was like, man, that dude is dying over there. Like I remember like <laughs> even as a man. Well, here's what it is. Here's what it is. The thing is they don't want you to think that they even have a b-hole. So <laughs> when they get in there, dude, it's a sanctuary. Like dude, you remember in freaking oh. Hunchback of Notre Dame, they finally get that gypsy across the threshold into the church. And they're like, sanctuary. <laughs> and the freaking Quasimodo is just holding up this this woman imagine they cross the threshold into the women's restroom and it's just like like dude, dude. all the gas from the last like god knows how long just comes if out i can say room. she was manhandling that toilet and so uh i heard someone clear their throat and i was playing sudoku on my phone and i went what if, what if they're trying to cover up their gas <laughs> no different person this person's oh. like right next to me on the right i hear him go <clears throat> and i went and I started thinking and I was like, there were no urinals. And so like I finish up and I get out and I like peek around the corner. Don't even wash my hands. Just walk straight out. Didn't get seen by anybody. I don't think except for maybe someone who gave me a weird look. And then I walked down the hallway and back into the men's room to wash my hands. because I'm not a sicko, but uh, I had like the lower back sweat, you know, that you get when you feel oh, really nervous. Yeah. Like, I just got called into the principal's office kind of cold sweats. Uh, so that hadn't That's happened funny. to me in like since I was like 14. And then it happened like twice in the span of like two months. I was expecting I was, you to say that someone yeah. caught you and you went, I mean, it's quite <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. I mean, in this day and age, if someone just looks at you, you could be like, what? <laughs> and they can't really say anything, you know what I mean? If I had to, I would have played my cards, you know, but uh, I managed to sneak on out of there. Um, I did like that there was some anti, like, people didn't really care for the cyborg sentiment, because that's something from Legends where it's like, there were people, especially on the Outer Rim, that didn't care for cyborgs as much as regular, uh, not just humans, but like whole, like whole humans or like people without it did that get, kind of stuff. It did get me thinking if maybe we would see uh Dengar because he was starting to do uh cybernetic transplants by that point. Yeah, yeah. Well, because by the by the rise of Skywalker, there's a decent chance that Rothgar Dang is Dengar yeah. reborn, which is yeah. kind of sad now that I've gone back and read read some of those old legend stuff about Dengar and how he becomes like a stand-up guy, and now he's a freaking looks like a daggum, I don't know, something else. Like a fish almost. Yeah. Um, we saw that. And then uh, I was like, oh, maybe we get like cybernetic John Williams too. Dude. Oh, yeah. I cool. wish that freaking it makes me. Okay. I will say this. I'm getting a little bit nervous for Bosk. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, uh, just his Boba's personality in the show does not jive with Bosk's personality. Mm. And I'm going to get nervous that. These guys are like playing Atari in the basement of Jabba's palace and boss is going to be like, what's this? <laughs> like, who are these like <laughs> idiots you have around you? I don't know. Yeah. But um, I was telling Skeleton. Well, if that's like running Boys Town out of Jabba's palace, you know, there are no <laughs> bad cybernetics. Dude, <laughs> I was thinking that all too. the freaking stray, stray dogs from around the country. Yeah. We've got to have Whitey funny. Marsh up in here. One well, this guy's got to box them. I was wondering, okay, here's my hope, okay? Because Black Kersantan would be a great ally for Boba Fett right now. Like, you have people trying to take you out, and yeah. then they just basically gave him almost like as a slave to um, to Boba. Do yeah. with him what you will. Sell him back to the, to the slave pits and gladiator schools and all that stuff. So Boba turns him loose. It makes sense. Why would you not keep Black Chrysanthemum around? The most dangerous person we've seen on screen yet in the first three episodes. But it made me hopeful for they had to send Black Chrysanthemum off screen because Black Chrysanthemum and Bosk couldn't work together if Bosk shows up for Boba Fett later. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, as much as Bosk has a reputation for killing Wookiees, Boba Fett also had a reputation for killing Wookiees. You know, he had all those Wookiee braids. Yeah, but he's his, not a Trandoshan. His, his get up. Yeah. There's there's a point in the comics where Bosk and Black Chrysanthemum are fighting, and Bosk has him pretty much dead to rights. And he says, uh, I always get my Wookiee. <laughs> and um, I hope there's an opportunity for me down the road to get to do a 
boss can voice acting role. Oh, well, you just got to put yourself out there. Thanks, mom. Just start saying, <laughs> just start sending random emails. Hey, I was hoping I could do Bosque. I attached a profile of me doing Bosque voices. Um, this one actually went pretty far. It was used in a uh, local production of a Star Wars Christmas. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, okay. So um, the, the main new characters was uh, the Power Ranger Vespa crew. And uh, they were they were okay. I hope we don't see... If we get Black Kersantan for one sideways glance and one fight scene and these guys are around for the rest of the season, I'm going to be kind of pissed. But... Uh, they're all right, I guess. Um, I just I wanted to get like, do you remember the the video game that got canceled, Star Wars thirteen thirteen? Uh huh. It was it. like a it was like an underworld, like the lower levels of Coruscant, oh, yeah, 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 like yeah. bounty Level hunting 13, with 13. the yeah, with yeah, the yeah. younger Boba Fett. I was hoping we were going to get that type of stuff. Like I was yeah. hoping to get some Force Unleashed style, like the underbelly of what goes on in the world. Yeah. Um. That would so be I, cool. I can't tell how, I don't know. I'm going to really need these guys to like change out a couple of suspensions and engine parts and get some grease on their hands. You know and what I mean? Bikes faster than mine. Like imagine you show up to a fight and you have Boba Fett and Phoenix Shan, which is like obviously two great killers right off the bat. Yeah. But then you have a swoop bike gang, swoop bike gang that has the swoop bikes. And then you guys come putzing in. It's just not intimidating at all. Yeah, but maybe, just maybe, it'll be kind of a scenario where um, in college, I lived on the honors floor, and we like to have fun too, though, so we would, um, we played intramural basketball and got pitted against, like, people way better than us, but we still like to have a good time, so we thought it'd be really funny if we rolled in there with a really big uh, wireless speaker and played the theme song for uh, the Globetrotters while we were doing our warm-ups. And uh, we got about 30 seconds into the song and the eldest are like, hey, no music. And we're like, oh, OK, well, there goes that joke. But uh, we still had that kind of energy in there. You know what I mean? We rolled in playing the Globetrotters theme song. Oh, good times. It's funny. Ah, uh, man, I don't know. It makes me nervous because they freaking full on hired these guys. He's uh -huh. Yeah, but maybe they just die. And they're hired guns. That happens all the time. Yeah. All only four five of them. Of them. Four? Five? I think there's is there, five. Is there five? I thought there was yeah. four. <clears throat> I seem to remember seeing five different colors. Well, there's a part where they're walking up to the mayor's office and it's Boba and Finnick. And then there's like two on each side and they're like in a V pattern, like birds hmm. going to the mayor's office. You ever um, um, you ever see like a, a pattern of birds and like one side looks longer than the other? Yeah, it kind of annoys me. Do you know why? Is it because they're trading spots? No, it's because there's more birds on that side. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you son of a gun. Okay. Uh, okay. So what's next? What are you hoping to see in the next episode? What do you assume we're going to see in the next episode? And uh, trending after three of the seven episodes this this season. Again, we don't know if this is a limited series and this is all we're getting or I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have um, hope specifically for the next episode but in in future episodes i would love to see boba riding the rancor i mean it's it's been heavily hinted at so mm -hmm. i hope that we do get it i hope that it's far enough in the future that it's like much bigger because that's going to be sick nasty um like i'm really looking for you know the type of like rancor riding that we see in the force unleashed you know when we're on felucia and she's riding that bull rancor like i want that yeah um I want to see that kind of stuff, or at least I have like the mental picture of when Bane is riding the Rancor through the forest to get to the, the Sith temple. temple, something like that. I just want to see it on the big screen. Um, I mean, I guess the little big screen. Um, I want to see what happens with the pikes. I want to see like resolution with um, everything that's going on with this whole Tusken Raider arc. Um, obviously, I want to see my man Bosk. Um, I think it would be cool if Boba kind of called in favors for Mando because I assume that Book of Boba Fett's taking place after their kind of tag team. And like, yeah, the maybe book he gets of, in over yeah. his head. You know what I mean? Maybe he calls in a favor from Mando. That would be really cool to see. And then maybe see well, that's the thing that's so that's the thing that's so weird <laughs> to me. So my my guess is okay. 
if the Pikes were the ones who pulled the trigger on sending that other gang over there to take out the Tuscans, then perhaps that's why it's important that the mayor is now working with the Pikes. And I wonder if further to that, if that's the case and Boba lines up in the stars align, he's like, okay, I was ruling with respect before, but screw it. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe that's the moment he calls in favors. And that's when we get like some heavy cameo work. Yeah. I would like to see all that. Like and I, I heard heavy it would be I, cool i mean i, I doubt it's going to happen but if they called like luke back to tatooine to put things in order that would be so dope well i heard heavy rumors that han solo was going to be in in this show mm. and i have no idea how that works mm. Mm. i also don't know you if think... i want that yeah like i would love to see han solo obviously but like is it alden Ehrenreich? is it harrison ford and they dh him how is that gonna look because mm-hmm. I thought Luke looked good, but people freaking brutalized it after. I thought he looked track. really good, but people are always going to whine. Yeah. I, I think it's important to stay positive because I never thought we'd get to see a Rancor live on screen again. I yeah. never thought we'd get to see Boba Fett like receiving a Rancor. We're getting, we got to see Black Santon on screen in a full fight scene. We got to see a lot of really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I never thought I would be like emotional over the death of Tuscan Raiders. Right. You know what I mean? I thought it would be cool if they kind of pulled in like a, um, like a Darth Vader kind of like mythos went like, uh, in that one comic. Right. Uh, where they're talking about, you know, basically it's like, he's the nightmare stories. Mm-hmm. I was hoping if, for that a little bit. It would be, uh, <laughs> Oh, like if they were telling Boba mm-hmm. and you got to, cause see they're giving him like, you know, the creation story. What if they yeah. talk about like the boogeyman too, which is Darth Vader who, like in legends would go back to Tatooine every once in a while and just wail on some <laughs> Tuscan Raiders. If you're right. a little itchy. Well, it was interesting because, um, uh, that would have been really cool. It's funny because in rebels, whenever, uh, in the twin sons episode where, uh, Maul is going to Tatooine to find Kenobi and the Tuscans attack Maul and you see him just light up his lightsaber and you don't see it, but you just know that he just went to town on these Tuscans. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that years ago and being like, woohoo, get him!" And yeah. then this town got wiped out. And I was like, Oh, someone's going to pay for this. <laughs> and Boba was freaking teary eyed, putting those bodies on the freaking the pyre. Yeah. The pyre. I was like, dad, gum it. It's going to happen. And, um, so, but we know we're not done with flashbacks yet because he still hasn't discovered Slave One back at Jabba's yet. There's still a few things that we've seen that seem to be flashbacks that we haven't yet seen on screen. So yeah. we're not all the way done with flashbacks yet. No, and I think next episode, there's a good chance that we finally get to see him meeting with the Klatuinians and the Aqualish and the Trandoshans about overthrowing the Pikes. Yeah. Because... They kind of 8D8 kind of set that up this week with the Trandoshans rule this part here. They are. Hey, so do you know the actor that's the voice for that droid? Yeah, Matt Berry. He's in uh, the IT crowd. Yeah. He's like the second manager. And so every time he's like talking about what's going on at the palace, I keep thinking about that scene in the IT crowd where his doorbell rings and he's like walking down the hallway and he's like, there's somebody at the door. There's somebody <laughs> at the door. He's like and singing so, it to himself. Yeah. That's awesome. It's really funny. Yeah. He does a great job for the voice. And mm-hmm. I love, I, if well, I, that's the second time we've gotten it crowd voiceovers for droids. Uh, yeah. Moss because from the uh, IT crowd zero zero. Was, yeah. 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 Moss. That's cool. I wish uh, if I had to choose between having an actual protocol droid and having the eight D eight torture droid as my like, <laughs> you know, major domo. Yeah, uh, I'm choosing 8D8 10 times out of 10. That's really funny. It's kind of a flex. Yeah, it is. This is, uh, yeah, the guy that opens your do- your uh, front door is the kind of guy that, like, shines your silverware. And uh, my guy is the guy that burns the bottom of people's feet. <laughs> That's that same guy when the gong's like, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. no. That's really funny. He was so, it was interesting that he was afraid of Joppa, too. Yeah, because at the beginning, he's like, he who will not be named. 
<laughs> it's funny. Uh, Matt Barry's droid voice over voice kind of sounds like uh, what was that purple droid, the Death Star droid that was in Rebels? You remember? Uh-uh. I'm going to look it up. The Death Star droid from Rebels. You know what I'm talking about, though, where he's he's uh, he's flying in outer space and he's he's like singing and he's and he's with like the space butterflies and he's so happy and he's like maybe this is peace and then the ghost comes back to get him and he's like no because <laughs> he finally got away from chopper no that's really funny though i don't remember that at all oh my gosh uh dude what's his name it's from that episode where they have the droid that um Let's see. Do, do, do. What's his name? Here's a picture of him. AP5. This guy. Focus. Oh, okay. I'm going to do you. this before it focuses, you think? No, I, I can t- tell who it is. Yeah, I know, but I'm just curious. There's a good one. <laughs> yeah, he's freaking... He's out in the vacuum of space, and he's like <clears throat> almost like swimming. Really and then when the ghost comes back, he's like, no, no. And it's funny because it's, uh, you know how, like when people have a near death experience, they talk about seeing the light and floating towards the light. So he sees the light and he's like, is this death? Or he yeah. says something along those lines. And it's the freaking searchlights of the ghost. <laughs> oh my God. So funny. I, I miss rebel sometimes. I enjoy watch it. Cause I don't remember that at all. Um, <clears throat> but I think it was a it was a good episode. I think there's a lot of people really focused on the mopeds and the speed of the moped speeder bike chase and all that stuff. That's but, just like human nature to focus on stuff you don't like. But I thought yeah. there was a lot of really good stuff. Well, it was I, always interesting. To, I always try to take away things that I enjoy more than things I don't. Yeah. Well, I was talking to Brody last week and I was saying uh, sometimes ever since The Last Jedi, I... I'm afraid to even look on the internet and see if people are celebrating the things I'm celebrating because <laughs> it's just become popular to immediately bash what you don't like about a show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even people who like <clears throat> the first episode came out and I liked the Tuscan stuff way more than I liked the present day stuff. That's just kind of how I felt about the season so far. Yeah, no, same. And I, and think I just there's really people enjoy... who have complained about that. Like every episode, people are like another flashback. Frick. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I'm just here for good content. I'm excited. I'm excited to see more. I mean, I guess we probably won't get a whole lot more Tuscan stuff, but I really enjoyed seeing that, you know, because it's like you don't get a whole lot of Tuscan lore in um, main Star Wars. You know, well, you it was cool because like the we, did a, we did a Tuscan episode a while back, and it was yeah. one of our most popular episodes it's my favorite episode we've ever done people tell me all the time that's their favorite episode we've ever done um i i thought it was so cool that we pointed out that tuscans are one of the lower ranking people just because they're up until recently we didn't realize if they were just one group of people or how many tribes there were or whatever but Mm -hmm. it's one subculture group that's on one crappy planet in the middle of the outer rim Mm -hmm. and they're low on their own totem pole of their own planet because the farmers don't like them and they kind of try to keep them at bay. And then you have Asherod Het, who becomes Darth Krayt, who ends up ruling the galaxy for a time. And it's just this cool, like, you know, from rags yeah, to riches story. Kind of like um, when Tarkin was working with um, Palpatine and Palpatine was saying how he was basically, you know, toasting him and vader and tarkin at being like, like how, how balling is it three, that the three of us like are the, the ones the, ruling the world yeah three guys from like these backwater planets you yeah. know and we're like bait i mean for all intents and purposes three most powerful people in the galaxy at the time so yeah well they're, cool. yeah, definitely the three people that yeah. if vader has a hunch he can go do something and he can apologize later obviously the emperor is the emperor and tarkin probably had the trust of the emperor more than anyone else including oh yeah vader. definitely um, well, and it, he was, I mean, he was just in the inner circle. I mean, I don't want to talk about Tarkin again for 20 minutes, but you have Tatooine, um, Naboo, kind of and, vibe. uh, where was Tarkin from? I could have told you if we were on recording this episode right now. With an eye. Are you looking it up? <laughs> yes. 
Once I will see. Tarkin's home world. I know they have the plateaus Iriadu. and all that kind of stuff. Iriadu. Iriadu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Interesting. Well, any I'm last thoughts before we shut her down? No, I just I'm really enjoying Book of Boba Fett so far. It's a good. Uh, I don't go in till noon on Wednesdays, so I watch it before work and then go into work. Nice. I've been setting alarms, actually. <laughs> I'll wake up at 1.55 every every Wednesday morning. Are you serious? And then I go back to bed. Yep. That's really funny. What time do you go to bed? Uh, so I go to bed for the night. Uh, a lot of times I go to bed at like one one o'clock or so. I try to go to bed earlier, but I end up staying up later than I should. Those nights, I usually try to be asleep by like noon or noon, LOL, uh, midnight. I wake up at 155. I'm awake for, you know, around an hour or so. And then I go back uh-huh. to bed. So I'm get, I'm still getting like if I if I sleep for almost two hours, I'm awake for an hour and then I, I sleep till 630 or seven the next morning. So I'm not getting a great amount of sleep that <laughs> night, but I can't wait for Book of Boba Fett. The thing is, Wednesday is so wild for me. And because I'm at the church by nine that morning. Yeah. You know, I'm sure I could just tell everybody to get the freak out of my office and order in every Wednesday and watch it. But I just like to it's because so many people are messaging me on behalf of the podcast or on the behalf of Fet Ventures or just people who know me personally. It's I can't really avoid watching it unless I just don't care if I already know what's happening. And yeah. if this was like if this was Andor, I would sleep in every Wednesday. And if you showed me something about the show, I'd be, oh, that's neat. But because it's Boba Fett, I have to know first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, dope. Well, hey, thank you for tuning in to our review of Chapter 3 of the Book of Boba Fett. If you enjoyed this, you know the rules. Please like this video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, hey, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you haven't left us a review uh, yet, if you could leave us uh, a five-star rating and a written review, we will read it on air. Uh, So thank you so much for tuning in. May the force be with you. And uh, it's been a while, but always remember the only family you have here is me. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. Put the sound in later. I'll have to find it and plug it in. Thank you, guys. We'll see you guys next time.